ain't as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try, so we roll with them. Uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. 88. And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man Stand, put money in my mom's hand Get my daughter this college plan So she don't need no man Stay far from timid Only make moves when your heart's in it And live the free sky's the limit
was me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. It come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. 88. And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counterparts On how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
fucking <sighs> Yeah, what is going on, guys? What is going on? Um, uh, we got... Jeez. Yes, what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode 97 of Unscripted. Three more weeks, man. We'll be at episode 100. Crazy, crazy, nuts, crazy. Bro. But, um, yeah, man. So, with that being said, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works, man. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday, we are on here with the news. Um, speaking of this past Friday's, I said this on yesterday, but speaking of this past Friday's edition of the news, um, Triple H says he's back. He's back, quote-unquote, so they say, um, at the PC. <laughs> he's back, apparently. I don't know about that, but according to him, he's back. Um uh original forbidden door plans and forbidden door predictions that is now all up on all platforms man anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast and if you want to see it first friday 4 p.m central on youtube the forbidden door review is not up yet uh that will probably be up tomorrow yeah. that will probably be up tomorrow uh but uh, as always i'll tweet it out when it is up so you guys know when it that is available on all platforms. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, uh, yes. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on the Notorious Hills Podcast official merchandise, the link is in the description. At the top of the description of this video, man, it is now live on bonfire.com. Um, on the left, you got the base Notorious Hills Podcast logo design. And on the right, you have the best kept secret. To the IWC, as I can't stop yawning, man. If you guys have not uh, got your chance uh, to get your hands on some of the merch, man, that is now available on the, in the link at the top of the description, bonfire.com. And uh, it is in the link to all my link trees uh, on my socials. And obviously that is below my face. Uh, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Also, it's your first time watching, and you guys do not know who we are, man. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the hosts of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's going good. Just been hanging out. Had a great weekend. Love to the AEW weekends, man. They're always goaded. Mm. Always fucking goaded, man. And then we have to come home and watch Raw, man. So, good lord, man. But my day was good, man. I got to see family, man. And other than that, man, came home after that, watched Raw. And I had to watch Raw, so hey, that that was that. But um, I've been good, man. Durante, like always. How am I? How's the family? I'm good, man. Family's going, man. And everything's good, man. Everything's good. What about you, Durante, and everyone in the chat? And what about you, bro? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, kind of just a reset day. Uh, mm -hmm. getting ready, obviously, for the week. Uh, again so yeah man that was um yeah that was, that was pretty much it just coming down from the weekend you know it was uh, always always a great weekend funny ass moments um oh, for always bro oh man um 
um, yeah, coming down from the weekend, man, just chilling. Um, yeah, bro, just chilling. Nothing, nothing much at all. Nothing much at all. Just, just chilling, man. Just chilling. Just these uh, horrible, horrible, <laughs> fucking Mondays. Uh, I was saying this to you in the start screen. Mm-hmm. But God, I hate. The Monday after an AEW pay-per-view, bro, because... Oh, bro, it's the worst. You know, the night before, you know, it's even worse when you're there. It's even yeah. worse when you're at the arena, man, because you just... You're having so much fun, and then the next night you just see yourself 24 hours later, 7 o'clock hits, uh, and, you know, 24 hours prior to this, you're in your seat, you're marking out to them throwing off the opening pyro and you're just starting off the open of the show and 24 hours later you find yourself sitting in your fucking bed watching monday night raw and it's just so bad man and then Dude, it really is and then it doesn't help when a 40 43 i think 40 something year old john cena is the only guy on this roster to this day that makes you feel anything while you're watching the show. And it's just, it's just my, sad. it's so sad, man. I mean, it's like 43 years old and the guy, and he is the only man on this roster that makes you feel anything. God damn, bro. I hate that shit. It's just, it's the worst. So bad, you know, um, we have AEW to go over, but we really don't have any AEW to go over because this is all just Forbidden Door build. I mean, we could talk about a couple other things on here, like this Christian Cage stuff, but, mm -hmm. but man. that's about it, man. Not much. And then, even when we're wrong, man, it's, it was just one of those episodes that just happened, bro. It really just happened. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Yeah, it's just... Ah, awful. Truly. Truly awful. But, um, next week should be interesting because we got blood and guts to talk about for, uh, with you guys, so that should oh, be yeah. cool. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, horrible, man. Uh, Dynamite, yes, AEW Dynamite. Oh, we had a uh, we had a pretty pretty solid episode of Dynamite, man. We got the quarter or semi finals to the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, we got Penta defeating Black. Uh, yeah, we had. Yeah, oh yeah, very good match. Very good match. Um, yeah, yeah, very good match. Uh, you well. We all know Tony Khan had came out and said that he was going to he was going to make it up to these guys that um couldn't make the show. And obviously he did the same kind of thing on Rampage where he did Andrade versus Phoenix to kind of make it up to him in every which way he could um with uh these guys not being able to be a part of the show and you know all of them wanted to be. So it just sucks, but uh, it was cool on TK's part that he gave uh, Penta a match right before the pay-per-view and then Andrade uh, versus Phoenix. Oh, but, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. So, jeez. Oh, so, um, yeah, very good match by these two men, and obviously, obviously, Black uh, moves on. Um, yeah, just more build for Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. We all know how that ended. We had the Danielson promo to open the show, letting the people know that they wouldn't be disappointed with who he brings into AEW, and that, um, yeah, pretty much that, uh, and then Zack Sabre Jr. came out, and, uh, we all know how that ended, uh, we seen the Dynamite debut of Kazuchika Okada, um, Especially which was, dope. yeah, which was sick, um, yeah, man, yeah, um, yeah, it was just very cool, I remember a couple years ago, I, I really did not like Okada, but oh, he, bro. over the years, the man has, uh, grown on to me. Definitely, yeah. man. Definitely, it's, it's funny. You're a lot now since well, most of my favorites are either out of New Japan or in a Jay White case where they believe in him a lot. So it's just not Okada just blindly winning against them, and Okada winning is at this point it's its own fucking meme. Because my God, it's fucking Okada. If he wins, he wins. It's Okada. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, man. Um, yes. A couple years ago, I did not really like Okada when um, yeah. it kind of felt like Jay White was on the rise and a couple other guys, obviously, that are in AEW now were kind of on the rise and it seemed like he was just winning everything. But mm -hmm. um, but you, you definitely, um, now that time has passed and obviously Jay White is, they really have given him the ball um, and let him oh, run with yeah. it. Um, uh, it's, there's, there's no, um, there's no denying, uh, Okada's talent and how good he is and how big of a star he is. Uh, and yeah, you gotta love the Rainmaker, man. Oh, I forgot to say too, Dur mm -hmm. as Durante asks, my bad, I completely forgot. I was just talking about, I just started going off on a rant about Raw, but yes, man, I'm good. Family's good. And what about you? <laughs> I apologize for not answering your question, man. Uh, as always, but yes, I. My bad. Raw, raw just raw, nights, raw, raw drained the hell out of me tonight. It was one of them. Um, yeah, I'm sitting on here yawning for the first 20 minutes of the show. Uh, yeah, man. But yes, yeah, so you gotta you gotta love and appreciate uh, Okada's talent. And yeah, man, who doesn't uh, who doesn't love the Rainmaker? So, yeah, yeah, he's, bro couple years ago man like 2017 ish i genuinely could not stand him but um uh for seeing more of him and uh, see seeing more of him when there are other stars around him uh and it just doesn't seem like he's winning uh mm -hmm. after that post kenny omega era where it's kind of like he was the only guy i felt like they believed in exactly um, it was um it was very cool it's very cool um so yeah Love seeing Okada. Um, love seeing Okada on the big stage, man. Uh, in America, in AEW, on AEW Dynamite, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just really cool to see. And it was, um, it was very, um, yeah, man. Um, I, I just said that. It, it was very cool to see. Uh, and yes, it was uh, cool to finally see him come over to AEW. We know he's friends with Omega, and we know he. 
Um, you know, he is the reason the Young Bucks made their way to New Japan. Yeah. Uh, because all those guys were friends in Impact. So, um, when they were all there. So, you know, um, it, it was just very cool to see uh, him finally, finally make mm-hmm. his way on Dynamite, man. He got a great reaction. and It was very cool to see. And then last night he put on a hell of a match. Very oh, weird bro. ending. Um, but the match itself w- was kick-ass, man, um, for the biggest names in wrestling right now. So, Truly, awesome. bro. It was, it was dope, man. It was dope seeing him. It was dope seeing just the aura he has in America. It was, it was really good, man. It was really good all around. Just the feeling of Okada, it, it means a lot, man. And I'm very happy to hear with what he said about the American crowd that he wants that Chicago-type crowd in yeah. Japan, I love that man. I'm, I, that makes me happy that he that he, he like a, a the guy in New Japan like him likes that type of crowd. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, you can tell. Um, shit, I could tell. I could tell in the very first match we saw uh, the factory versus um, those guys. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the fucking names, but. You could just tell, like, in the match, like, they kept, like, they kept playing up to the crowd, Mm -hmm. and you know it's because this shit excites them, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because they're always in Japan, and, you know, not that the Japan crowd being quiet is a a bad thing, because it's... It's just them? Yeah, it's, it's their culture, you know, so who's really to say it's right or wrong, but, um, it's very cool to, uh... For uh, like you just said, for a guy like Okada to, who is you know the fucking Antonio Inoki of today, the Literally. biggest star in Japan, um, to say uh, that kind of stuff that he wants that he wants to see, uh, he wants to see um, crowds like uh, Chicago, hot crowds yeah. in Japan all the time, man. So it's cool and it gives me hope, man, that he will be back and I think he will for sure. I, I think. I think all of them enjoyed themselves. Uh, everybody seemed hype after oh, yeah. last night. I think, yeah, I think everybody loved it. Truly, man. I think all the New Japan guys loved that type of crowd. It was new to a lot of them. And I think they're going to want to feel that again, bro. So I think from all sides, from New Japan to AW roster, Tony Khan, I think all of them are going to want to re-up on this. Yeah, man. And I, I absolutely love how... We're not getting a, um, uh, well, the fact that this show even happened uh, was not even any kind of um, egos clashing. No, because, exactly. You know, but I I love how every, uh, this, it, it gave off, the show just gave off such good energy to the point where, you know, nobody's even tripping about, you know, I feel like with any other comp with any other company in wrestling, man, it's like you you feel like there would have been a oh why is my guy losing why is my exactly. guy losing you know you felt none of that from Forbidden Door and no. you just felt like it was competition and both of these because either way both of these companies are major successes so exactly you know it's it's just it's it's awesome man it was awesome this gave off no 
uh, ego clashing vibes or anything like that. Or this show didn't seem like it had ego involved in it at all. It seemed like everybody was just out there to have a good time. Nobody was, you know, we're only doing this if if our guy's winning and nothing like that. You no. felt nothing like that. Um, exactly. So, you know, everybody was put into situate. Nobody was put into a situation that would, you know, really make them look too bad. You know, no, um, exactly. It was just everyone was just enjoying their themselves all around, and everybody got eyes. New Japan got American eyes, AEW got Japanese eyes, and full circle, man. It's just it's great for everybody that that happened. Yes, absolutely, bro. Absolutely, yes. It, um, yeah, it was. It was just. Uh, it was just a very good night of professional wrestling, and I would absolutely love to see them uh, run this back, man. Um, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Um, jeez. Uh, yeah, not. Not too much, man, on this episode of Dynam. Not too much that's worth talking about now. Um, no. But, um... The only thing that, like, didn't involve Forbidden Door was, like, Christian. I think that was, like, the only thing that didn't involve Forbidden Door on this show. I, yeah, I believe so. But, um... Yeah, so with that being said, I guess we can move on to this Christian stuff, man. Because Christian Cage comes out there and... Uh, he's doing his interview with Tony Schiavone. This was a little weird to me. Uh, not the mm -hmm. promo, but there was certain aspects of it where, like, like, I wish Christian would have just taken the mic earlier because, like, Tony Schiavone's, like, holding the mic super low and Christian's got to, like, duck down in this awkward yeah. way. And they're, like... They're not in the middle of the ring. They're, like, way off to the side. And Christian's, like, trying to, like, gaze in the hard cam. But he's, like, got to, like, bend down and look up to, like... It was, like, like that aspect of it. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, if anything ever looks that awkward, man, just fucking give him the mic. Like... Like, and people always take... It, a lot of segments with, like, just talking segments in AW start with a Shivani interview that they just take the mic from him and tell him to shoot. Why didn't Christian just do that? You know what I mean? They do it all the time to Shivani, so just do it again. It's not that hard because, yeah, that was awkward. Well, you had to, like, stand and talk on the mic and should just grab the mic from the beginning. Yeah, he ended up, you could tell, you could tell he got tired of doing it. Yeah, he got tired of doing it. He, he I mean, his stance probably was so uncomfortable. He's probably like, because at one point he goes, can you move the mic up a little bit? Like, yeah, exactly. And then like, he moves the mic up, and Christian's still, like, standing there, but he's standing, like, awkwardly close to him. Like, for these segments, I don't know why they just don't give him two mics and have Shivani ask the question yeah. with one just... mic and then just give Christian his own mic so he doesn't, like... I like when there's one mic in, like, those backstage interviews, because... Yeah, because then you could grab it from somebody and shit, but... Right. In an in promo, you just have two mics Is that exactly simple? like in a backstage interview like you know the mic that he's holding 
is it, it, it at the interview mic you know what I mean? it, yeah it, it picks up like for all we know that's probably not even the mic they're using because exactly. nine times out of ten there's probably a mic above them exactly. that you know picks up all their voices so it's like that makes sense and they're they're obviously standing in an interview area so but man i mean in something like this it's just jesus it just looks so awkward it's like Christian, like, he would try to, like, he was trying to, like, get into the promo, but you could tell, like, him having to, like, bend down and, like, like stare up at the hard cam just felt super awkward, and he still did a really good job, but oh, yeah. it seemed like, like he had to pause a lot more than he should have because mm -hmm. he needed the mic adjust. up or, yeah, but that aspect of it was kind of weird, um... And it kind of felt a little sloppy, but uh, he ended up grabbing the mic. But before he did that, he was just going on about why he turned on Jungle Boy. And he, I love the attention to detail here. He mentioned Double or Nothing 2021. How yeah. uh, those two were the last two in that battle royal. And he eliminated him. And uh, he was talking about how when he came in to AEW, he wanted to outwork everyone. And now, um, he has worked everybody because he said he thought that Jungle Boy was going to be a huge star, but once, um, once, dried up. yeah, he said once, once the well, the well ran dry pretty much, um, he figured he, uh, had, to, um, put this to an end sooner, so, mm -hmm. That is why he turned on Jungle Boy. He talked about how his mom was looking at Christian and maybe she wanted to get with him. And then he was talking about being Jungle Boy's new dad. And he said he would want to be his dad because he knows that Jungle Boy's dad is dead. Just Damn. like that. And Boy I'm like, said it. I was like, Jesus. Um, Bro was flaming, man. Bro was a menace. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, Christian's best work comes from him being heel, and mm -hmm. this is gonna do Wonders. nothing but good for him. Uh, Luchasaurus like ends up coming out. Um, he gets in the ring, grabs Christian by the neck, and um, pushes him up against the uh, pushes him up against the corner. Christian's still holding the mic. He's trying to tell him that he can't breathe. And then he tells him, remember what happened to Marco? Damn. And what? Luchasaurus just, like, kind of let him go. And he just, he tells Luchasaurus that he wants to talk. And that they're not going to do it in front of all these scummy people. Uh, they're going to go in the back and talk. And then Luchasaurus just walked with him. Yeah. As the commentators were calling Christian a scumbag. Uh, no good human being and whatnot. So, yeah. uh, for manipulating uh, Luchasaurus, he said something else. He said, "You remember what happened to Marco?" And then there was something else he had said. I yeah, can't remember I, exactly what it was. I forgot what it was too, man. But uh, I love heel Christian, man. That's such a way better move because that like baby face older guy that wants to prove himself through his age most time. It, no one really ever does that idea right yeah. you know what i mean so just because he obviously is old and he fucking can't outwork everybody 
especially his fucking roster now. If he was in WWE and he he outwork everybody in that bitch, I I got trust in him with that. But in AEW, it's way less believable, man. So I think heel Christian is is way better, and it's gonna work way better in AEW, man. And the way he was talking, man, I love that type of shit. I love when people are just fucking menaces like that and just say fuck ass shit just because I love it. I really do, man. I, I can't wait to see him next. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. It's really gonna be good. Um Jeez, uh Yeah, the show ended with a brawl between the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh the Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and Shota Yumino. So, um, yeah, that was how the show ended, man, and that's really about it, man. That's really yeah. about it for Dynamite. Nothing really too much. Any Everything else that happened just pertained to Forbidden Door, so that's kind of pointless to talk about at this point. Um, yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was a solid episode. It was a solid episode. I really liked the Christian stuff, but, um, yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that. <sighs> uh, and then for Rampage, um, a brawl broke out again between the best friends or Pungi Vice and um, United Empire. United Empire. Uh, oh, then we had Andrade. Versus Ray Phoenix, which was a very good match. And oh, yeah. um, at the end of the match, Roosh, well, towards the end of the match, Roosh was seen on the stage. He uh, low blowed um, Ray Phoenix uh, while mm -hmm. the ref had his back turned. He threw him in the ring to Andrade and he hit him with the uh, hammerlock, man. And. Uh, Andrade picked up the victory, and they put on shirts, and they are called La Facción Ingernoble. So that like is the name of the uh, that is the name of uh, what seems to be this faction. And I've been I heard the day of Forbidden Door yesterday. Mm -hmm. I heard, um, and I even showed you. Apparently, there were several AEW contracts that were quietly expired. Yeah. And that makes me wonder. I wonder if guys like Private Party are on that list. Because why else would they just break up the AFO? That is true, man. You know that what I mean? Because I think we've seen the Butcher and Blade since then. So I don't think it would be them. Uh -huh. Um. But yeah, we haven't seen or heard anything about Private Party in the longest. We really haven't. So, and it sucks because they're one of the better jobber teams that could be not jobbers again. You yeah. know what I mean? Except like a Butcher and Blade. I, I would let them go. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. But I, I really wonder who they quietly let go, man. And you mentioned this. I think, I think either this morning or last night, but... um. Uh, what the fuck is this fucking Cole name? Cabana. Cole Cabana, bro. Boom, boom, boom. I can see that one heavy, bro. Jeez. 
he's reminded of his rent payment, man, and I don't think he likes that very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. As soon as, as it, I mean, if everything with them isn't cool, which I feel like it's not, I could be wrong, Probably but not. I feel like it's not. You know, ever since Punk came into the company, man, you yeah, you sense the I'm... day coming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You Where know. he's just done. Um, yeah, man, so, you know, hope he's still able to pay his rent, uh, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Cabana, bruh, his ass. <laughs> oh, pay him rent? Made him pay his fucking rent? Yeah, man, so, um, yeah, that was, that, that was, that was pretty much the week yeah. of AEW, man, uh, nothing, uh, Nothing that we didn't go over um, yesterday, uh, yesterday on the Forbidden Door review other than this Christian stuff, man. So, um, yeah. yeah. Shit. I guess it's time. Bro. Honestly... The best thing about Monday Night Raw was seeing all these fucking AEW guys on the show. Oh, that show was great, bruh. And fucking Durante with the goat-ass comment. WWE didn't ask CM Punk to do nothing, bruh. They went to all those people, <laughs> bruh. You know, they, you know they ain't go to Punk. And Punk would have done it, too. He would have done it with a smile on his face. They ain't go to that, man. That's amazing. Yeah, what I the didn't hell? even realize that. Come on. <laughs> It's fucking amazing, bro. I love that. I'm dead, bro. God. Dude. They, they got a they good amount of people. They got Brian. They got um, Paul White. They got another one, too. Jericho. They got Jericho, too. It's just Jericho. crazy, man. No Dude, and, and, and my thing is, too, with a guy like Punk... Punk is one of Cena's greatest rivals. So, like, exactly. I don't give a fuck what kind of beef. I oh mean, the beef isn't, um, you know, I mean, the guy didn't do things that were Chris Benoit levels of horrible. So, like, exactly. I don't so. care what your beef is. Like, if it's for Cena, it's for Cena. Like, that's put the ego to the side. Reach out. I mean, if he declined, that's one thing. Yeah. Reach out and be like, yo, but you know they didn't fucking reach out to CM Punk. No. You know damn well they didn't reach out to him. They I'd reach out to, to Punk people. totally and be like, yo, uh, would you want to talk about what, um, what you know, just 30 second clip of you just talking about Cena? I'm Simple. sure he would have done it. Exactly, I'm positive bro. he would have done it, man. Um, But... The Jericho one, I noticed something so funny, and I it just Dude. left me laughing my ass oh, off, bro. Um, but to open the show, we got this last chance battle royale, and it was um, a bunch of guys. Uh, the Miz Dude. was in there. Ali was in there, uh, Riddle was in there, um, Dolph Ziggler was in there, um, lo and behold, it ends, the last two end up being Miz and Matt Riddle, and then Matt Riddle ends up just RKOing him on the apron, and Miz rolled off, so, 
Yeah, that and was. Hey, uh, it's better than Miz being in there. Good honestly, Lord. honestly. Dude, remember when he would be IC champ and always get put in like the the chamber and the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yep. Bro, every time that motherfucker was a mid card champion, he was thrown in everything, and it was so annoying. Good lord, and see what they did with uh, Ali during that match? I didn't. They eliminated him during the break. Bird didn't even get an on TV elimination. They came back from break, dude was gone. So much for fucking main event Ali. Fucking Logan sent that to us. I was dying, bro. Yeah. Come up, M E. Oh, yeah. M E M main event Mustafa. Bro. You know where you want to. You know where you want to go, bro. Come on, look, yeah. look what's happening in your hometown, bro. You know he wishes he was a part of that. <sighs> yeah, absolutely, man. So Matt Riddle wins the battle royal, uh, as he should have. He should have never yeah. lost to fucking Omos to begin with. Um, God. Yeah. Uh, and then we get. The Street Profits asking John Cena for advice uh, against the Usos because they've never been able to beat the Usos. And he told them, uh, remember who you are, you know, never give up, the whole thing, the whole nine yards. Oh, so John that, Cena thing. Yeah, that was that. Was that. Uh, he did mm -hmm. this a couple other times throughout the night. He did one with Seth. Mm -hmm. And Seth was making fun of him because he failed his cash in. And Seth had the best one. And yeah, Seth was just making fun of him. Seth then got interrupted by Omos to try to scare him. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, bro. Omo can wrestle circles around Seth Rollins. Oh, bro, uh, he's so much more good. So much yeah. better than Seth. Like, yeah. what? And that fun's fucking selling me that. Exactly, bro. <laughs> and man, bro, fuck. Uh, oh. I mean, Theory and Cena. Bro, give us, like, Seth and Cena at SummerSlam, bruh. Let us have fun with Cena while he's here, bruh. Not with Theory, bruh. God yeah. damn. Yeah. Something. Dude, anything. Yeah, man. I mean, I... I don't know. I don't understand... I don't understand the thought process behind that other than the simple fact of... You know, but my thing is, if you wanted to get Theory to the next level, Cena's a good option, but yeah. why don't you put some faith in some of your guys you have now to elevate him? Exactly. You don't think Seth can, like, elevate the guy? I mean, I know they're both, uh, I know they're both heels, but what about AJ Styles? What about, about he's working AJ. with Bobby Lashley right. now, so, you know, I mean, Drew McIntyre, I mean... Put some faith in some of these guys you got now to try to elevate him. Um, you know, he's not, but the, it's not going to happen. But this is how WWE thinks. They think that they're going to put him in the ring with Cena once, and then he's going to be a star after that. And it's not, it's not Cena. It never works. Like, they forget their own history. Like, they always like to show the clip of Cena coming out to face Kurt. But right after that, a couple months after that, John Cena was stale as fuck, and they were thinking yeah. about releasing him. Like, like, there were some dark days. Like, he didn't just face Kurt, and that catapulted him. Now, in the long run, we can look back and say, wow, that's crazy. 
that's crazy that you know he he debuted against kurt and he ended up being you know a huge star what were you saying and even in that one dark side of the ring we were watching they mentioned that when austin gave that 316 promo for the months afterwards he was on the pre-show like Mm -hmm. nothing almost nothing is instant in in this business bro especially for a guy like theory bro it's just how it is it takes time multiple people and just giving it your all on all sides bro and they just got to put trust in their current guys to put over theory man come on yeah man um yeah so you know i think i think it would have been i think it would have been really beneficial uh to you know put him in the ring with some of your guys before you uh want to put him in the ring with cena um Mm -hmm. and even if you do put him in the ring with cena man you know you still got to put stock into him you can't just you can't just put him in the ring with cena and then that's gonna be it you know what i mean i mean it just don't work like that man um no so yeah um Yes, but I I would totally like to see something with Cena. Um, I would have liked, uh, you know, the Judgment Day stuff wasn't really all that good, but I would have liked to see what he could have did with, like, a more, like, kind of satanic edge. Yeah, um, that would be fun. Just and, something. I knew you. Man, I thought I knew you. Also, there were Judgment Day segments... Oh, really? In the beginning of the show, mm. I think it was like right after the Battle Royal, and it was uh, Finn and Damian Priest talking to Dominic and Ray, and they were telling Dominic that, you know, he needs a better... Um, or they were they were telling Dominic pretty much the same thing Edge told everybody like oh our ears are our arms are always open to anyone who wants to uh, join, us. join us and um then they start talking about leaderships and then uh Finn Balor goes or Damian Priest was saying something about you know you you need to uh you need to be with somebody who's going to actually lead you in the right direction and not somebody who's going to lead you nowhere. And uh, Finn went, you know, maybe uh, maybe Ray's not just a... Uh, maybe Ray isn't uh, the leader that you need. Maybe he's just a bad father or something like that. And Ray went to go at him. And and Dominic held him back, and then Ray starts going. Next week, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, San Diego. How about that? All all four of us. We're gonna throw down. That's literally what he said. And mm-hmm. I was just laughing. Um, I was just laughing when he was getting all pissed off. But yeah, it was a uh, oh god. I mean, Judgment Day. Judgment Day wasn't that good to begin with, man. But now it's just now. Now it's, now it's worse. Just lame. Now, yeah, like, now it's just your stereotypical WWE faction of assholes that are just being pricks, and they just have no just idea why. Dicks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, 
they don't have a real plan of getting Dominic to join them. Fuck, I wouldn't. But um, still, it's just no. like just needlessly antagonizing people. Like, bro, what's the point? What's the point of all this? There is now say is. I don't get it, bro. They are they're already delegated to just backstage segments. No more full entrance. Now they get to talk in the ring. No more of that. Because that, that happened with Edge. That ain't going to happen with just them. So, this is what their segments are going to well, be. Well, they did now. get He's their entrance. Oh, they, they did. Their... Well, on main event last week, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they got did. their they grand came. entrance on main oh, event. Main event with Ali, probably. Good lord, man. Straight to the main event, bruh. I ain't talking about the actual main event. I'm talking about main event. Fucking capital letters, bruh. God damn. It's, it's just sad, man. It's sad seeing that group and just the people in it. What they've already become. Fucking Ray Ripley's a weirdo. The Eradicator. Fucking <clears throat> Damian Priest is just big scary guy and then Finn's just fucking Finn he's just yeah he's just a dick he's That's just a needless asshole for no reason no fucking when that reason was not, when like heel Finn in NXT was just like a confident he wasn't an asshole but he, he just said he just it how cocky. it was yeah. he was just cocky bro and he would say it how it was bro if you can he wouldn't just walk up to fucking Ray and Dominic in NXT and just start fucking just saying shit for no reason like yeah that's, that's the thing i hate about the main roster people just go up to each other and just say shit for no goals no reason it's just walking up to each other and just all right i and guess i got from, a feud with this guy yeah and then from then on it's like a blood feud like bro how, how did just talking shit backstage turn a whole ass blood feud bro like that that's why i hate this television bro it's just it's always or, that's always how it's been. Just they yeah, or mm -hmm. or what uh or what WWE thinks is a blood feud. Exactly what they think is a blood feud, which is apparently everything twenty four seven. If it's not for a title, it's a blood feud. Um, but like, dude, it's just lame, bruh. Let's have purpose for feuds. Let's have Judgment Day go after someone they want. Let's say they genuinely wanted Dominic in the group, and they tried to make him believe that Ray was a fucking piece of shit to get it to it or some shit. It, it would justify what they're saying, bruh. But they're just doing it to feud. They, they, it's just classic WWE writing, which is just bad. It's just lame, man. It's a, this show's just lame. This is interesting here. I guess mm. we could get your hot take. Durante asks, has AJ Styles been buried? What do you think? I wouldn't say buried. I would just say meaningless. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really shat on the guy, but he's just there. You know what I mean? He's just the definition of just AJ Styles is there. He, it's what I've, I, I talked about how AJ Styles is on the roster before. It's how Pete Dunne was in NXT. Yeah. He's just a guy that's just, they need a feud, they go with AJ. They need some this random tag team, they go with AJ. They need this random match, they go with AJ. It's just, they need, he's just the tool. Yeah, they need, um, 
you need to put this guy that's fucking greener than grass with somebody. Put him with AJ. Put him with AJ. It's like, bruh, he's AJ Styles. That's what you do with the fucking Dolph Ziggler. That's not what you do with an AJ Styles, bruh. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say he's... Because buried is a big word. And, yeah, I wouldn't say he's buried. He's just unimportant. Just there. You know been, I mean? Yeah, and he's been that way for a long for time, a minute, man. Like, like, they like the guy. But they like him to the point where it's just, he's a good hand. That's what yep. they see him as. They don't want to embarrass him or nothing. He's just a good hand to them. And that's just what he'll be for the rest of his time in there. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think we'll ever see the days of him touching a world title again. No, I don't think so. I think those days are definitely done. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh I would have the I would have a similar I would have a similar answer to that. Um I wouldn't say he's buried, but I think he's coasting. I think exactly. he, I think they're just I think they've just put the man on autopilot and I think He's just showing up weekly to do shit that has no meaning whatsoever, exactly. and it it sucks. It sucks. Um, yeah, it, it really does. And um, yeah, man, it, it it's just bad. It's yeah, just really it's just bad. Um, sad to see. There, yeah, he no. A lot more to him. Yeah, and there's you know so much, so much, just great stuff you could be getting out of the man and it's 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 nothing you know there's exactly. nothing uh that they're putting into him anymore uh like they used to that makes you think like even tonight it was a horrible showing not on his part but mostly because in his match with the miz the miz couldn't take any of his moves like aj yeah. was trying to do like his cool moves and the miz the miz is bumping wrong on all of his moves yeah just like it's not that they bury him, it's just no one's in his level. And, like, they don't use him, but when he gets a match, finally, it's against the Miz, someone who's ne not nearly his level. Can't do what he do, can't keep up. It's just sad. Mm -hmm. That's all it is, it's just sad. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that, um, yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, uh, but yeah. Buried, uh, I wouldn't say buried, but I would just say that they put him on autopilot, and mm -hmm. I think they got their use out of him, and I think Vince has, uh, I think it's the old Vince McMahon toy theory, you yeah, know, exactly. I think it's, um, I think it's, you know, Vince played with this action figure for, uh, I'll say about two years, you know, 2016, mm -hmm. 17, and 18 were solid years for AJ Styles uh, in terms of, um, you know... I Actually doing uh, something. Yeah, in terms of him actually doing something. That doesn't mean that WWE didn't make the man grow stale because 2018, when he had that real long title run, <sighs> I thought that shit was stale as hell. But, mm -hmm. um... But that's the that's the thing that sucks about WWE is in their minds he's a made man and they have nothing else to to prove with him and exactly man and he they made AJ Styles more than any other company could in their mind mm -hmm. and he's a made man and they're that's all I need for him yeah and there's not really much more of a need for him because he's already done 
way more than the normal guy does in WWE. That's mm-hmm. how they think. So that's, you know, I think his days of being world champion in WWE are, are behind him. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I think mm-hmm. Vince McMahon played with the toy for two years and then he put it up. He, he didn't really it see a side. use for it. Is it it's to Vince McMahon, it's not the type of toy you want to throw away or just disregard. He still wants it, but he's just, he's just got better ones now, ones he's more interested in now. And mm-hmm. another thing that helps him, you know, not be completely buried, but just stay in the company and just be in that role of a good hand is because he's an indie guy. And when Vince creates his own guys, who better for those Vince guys to beat than an indie guy? None. Not in a disrespectful way to AJ himself, but just the indies and where he mm-hmm. came from. Just to see, look look who's beating the indie guy. My guy. That's just how Ben sees him. He doesn't dislike AJ. He just, it's just, he's just there for AJ. You know, he just, AJ's just there for him. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Thanks for the question, Durante. If you have any more. Hell yeah. Please feel free. Um, not this show. God damn. So we get a video package with Triple H uh, saying something about Cena, uh, Shawn Michaels. This guy named Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Who is that? Who is that? Was he the guy that was... Supposed to be on pay-per-view last night against Zack so. Sabre Jr. Is that him? Is that the same guy? I think that is him, man. I think that is him. Then, there was another guy on here named The Big Show. Mm. Guy looked mm. really familiar to that Paul White guy we see in AEW. Kind of looked like Paul White. Paul out. Hmm. No, man, but the next one had Jericho and Cody in it, and I can't wait to talk about that one because I was legitimately laughing my ass off. Um, Daniel Bryan, or so they call him here, and Daniel Bryanson, <laughs> Brian Danielson, um, you know, thank John for being so giving and for just you know, helping him rise through the ranks of WWE and uh Big Show thanked him. Um, you know, just he, he he just thanked him and, you know, told him that it was a pleasure working with you and, you know, cheers to twenty years, man. So that was uh very cool to oh, yeah. see these AEW guys coming together for something that's way bigger than either company. Mm-hmm. And uh it was it's so, just truly yeah, truly an awesome thing. Yeah, um, man, bro, I loved it. We have what they called. So, okay. The Miz mm. was in a segment. And it was not called Miz TV, actually. Miz TV. They called this an A-list interview. So it's Miz TV, except he's the one being interviewed. Pretty much. <laughs> Hated this segment, bro. Fuck this Miz. was Miz coming out, 
He got pissed at Kevin Patrick because his little mic holder wasn't flipped up to make an M. So he did it himself. And they start talking about AJ. Kevin goes to say, Why well, didn't you get mad because AJ talked about your... And the Miz cut him off, told him not to say it. He went to turn around again. Kevin Patrick said, your tiny balls. Ha 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 ha. Jesus Christ. Vince McMahon's got a thing for like ball jokes, like dick jokes. And he's got a thing for fucking dancing. Dude, uh, he really does. Like two, uh, like the weirdest fucking things to find funny. Like, like dancing. What are you fucking for? Literally, like, bro, like, what the fuck? Dude, Vince is a weird-ass guy. He really is. It's just weird. Like, dude, stop talking about his fucking... Stop, stop talking about the man sack. What, what kind of weird shit is this, bro? Man literally named a pay-per-view Great Balls of Fire and made the logo Two Balls on Fire and with the flame poking out Looking like a was dick. Funny. Bro. Like, dude, Hot. how fucking immature are you? And then the backstage reports that he was hysterical. Yeah. And uh, that the logo they made that was in the shape of a dick just fucking Crack made him. Up. What the fuck? What are you, like, fucking 12? Bro, I'm telling Larry with the go comment. Are we sure Vince cheats on his wife with women? These ball jokes, bro. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> is he okay. implying something? That's man? true, man. I don't know, man, but yeah, you know, Miz gets pissed off at Kevin Patrick. He tells him, uh, "You are not gonna make this a thing." AJ Styles comes out mad as hell, just decks Miz in the face. Oh, they were talking about Logan Paul put out some tweets of him training and mm -hmm. the Miz oh, implying yeah. that he set that up for Logan Paul. So I don't know if they were implying those two tagging together again, or I don't know if that was just the Miz playing up to just the Miz, the Miz stuff. But yeah, I have no clue, man. I, I don't know, man. I'm just done with the Miz, bro. Dude, it's dude's the worst, bro. Dude, dude, I just can't stand. I just can't stand the man. And that is genuinely why, that is genuinely one of the sole reasons as to why, um, <laughs> that is one of the sole reasons as to why Mondays after going to an AEW pay-per-view suck mm -hmm. is segments like this. Yep. You know what I mean? Um... Dude, My God! Garbage. You're sitting in the United Center one night, and the next night, twenty around twenty four hours later, you are sitting in your bed at like eight o'clock, listening to Miz's tiny ball jokes. Oh my Life God! Hits you, bro. It really does. AJ Styles comes out, decks Miz in the face. They, these two have a one-on-one -on -one match. Lasted like 10 minutes. The Miz ended up walking off because the uh, because AJ was about to beat him. And he got himself counted out. So. Generic Miz shit. Yeah. Um, 
Liv Morgan beat Alexa Bliss. Uh, Who cares? On the go-home show. Uh, both of these women are in the ladder match, but, you know, what do I know? Um, whatever. Um, next, we have more tributes to John Cena. <laughs> this was the second batch of videos. We got one from Stone Cold. We got one from... You know who I'm surprised didn't do one? Mark hmm. Henry. Yeah, I was thinking about him. I'm surprised he didn't, man. The famous... The oh, famous... um. Hall of, Hall of, uh, the, not Hall of Pain, ah, uh, what the hell, the famous retirement speech, yeah. you know, where Mark was gonna retire, Cena's standing out there with him, and then he, everybody was buying yeah. it, Mark is crying, and then he just world strongest slams him, that shit was sick, man. That shit was hard as hell. Larry does have a question, though, he says, hey, I got a question, it's all out in the United Center, I saw the sign last night, dude. Nobody knows, bro. It, it's it's a Larry, mystery out in the world. Larry, uh, like, so don't, you don't know what the hell is going on with this company. Man, I showed you guys. I I showed this on the review last night, but I'll show it to you guys again. You know, I apologize again for not putting the actual picture up. Um, but so we get to our seats and we're sitting there for like two minutes, and Sir K goes, "Oh shit." Look at that banner. This is what we see. Yeah. This is what we see. Hanging, and you could see it. You could see the Blackhawks banners, as yeah. you can make out, all out. AEW all out, Sunday, September 4th. So you see that. Oh my god, my camera didn't go blurry. So you see that. I see that sitting, uh, or I see that, you know, sitting from my seat. I see the damn banner hanging right above me, and I'm like, oh shit. So... What I was wondering, um, I'm assuming you watched it, you know, on pay-per-view. What I asked last night was, did they make any mention of that on TV? Because, like, like they didn't say anything about the show. No. They didn't throw up a graphic that I saw. And it's like, like if, if you don't know where the show is going to be, like, why would you... Take a whole ass bitter in the United Center that the world can see to just have us question it. Now you're inviting the question. It's like, bruh. I don't I didn't get that, bruh. Me neither, man. I, I genuinely did not. Um Yeah, man, it's just like it made no sense. I don't know why they put that up there if they weren't going to announce where it was gonna be or like I was hoping maybe somebody would ask him on the media scrum, but nobody know. did. Not that I know well, of, at least. Larry just said they never mentioned shit about it. Like, bruh, what the hell's going on with All Out? Like, what the fuck? Like, you hang this it? banner in the United Center, then that's... What is that going to make people think? Like, why would you hang that banner there the whole night and, like... Just not do shit about it. Like, not mention anything. You know, like, even if you don't know where it is, like, or, like, if you do know where it is, like, tell us, like, Just the reason it. you see that banner hanging there is because All Out's gonna be right here in the United Center, or, it, as you can see, we have the All Out sign, location, uh, locations coming soon, or something. Just an answer. 
And it's just like, bro. As to why this big ass banner is hanging there the whole night. Like, what the Literally, fuck? bro. That shit, that shit annoyed the hell out of me. I don't know why they did that. Genuinely, bro. I didn't get that at all. Uh, and especially for them to go about the night as if there wasn't a giant ass banner that says AEW All Out Sunday, September 4th. Hanging in the United Center... I don't know what I don't know what the I don't know what the thought process behind that decision was, but if it really is, don't. I'm all for it, man. Exactly, bro. If it is fucking perfect, man. But if it's not, why, bro? Why are you gonna tease us like that? Why would you hang the banner in the United Center to tease all of us? I don't get it. Me neither, man. It didn't make sense at all as to why they hung that there. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we got um, we got more video packages from uh, Stone Cold, um, Cody. Dude, Cody Rhodes said something, and I absolutely just fucking died laughing. He says John Cena is the literal model for do the work. Fucking <laughs> Cody, bro, dude. <laughs> And <laughs> fuck Cody, come out the model for do the work, bro. Shut up, please. <laughs> just heal up, bro. Just just go heal up, bro. Shut the hell up. God damn, fucking Cody. Dude, it was so funny. And then we get to Chris Jericho, and he goes, um, and, and this made me die laughing. Because they cut him off. They mm -hmm. cut his video off. You could clearly tell. He goes, John Cena, one of my all-time favorite opponents. And then he like opens his mouth to speak again. And it shuts off. And I was just dying laughing. Because I can only imagine what, what this man was going to say on Monday. Why do I have a feeling he was going to say something about him being a wizard. Or something stupid that was like... Oh, man. Or, or I think he was going to say, like, right beside, and then someone, you're one of my favorite opponents, right beside John Moxley or some shit. That's what I felt like it was. But who knows what he, what he said, and they just cut the fuck out. They're like, bro, we can't, man, we, we ain't putting this on our television, bro. Cut the shit. I, 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 I just, I can imagine him just saying something about him showing up on Raw because he's a wizard or some, something yeah. stupid, man. And I was just dying laughing at that because I was just like, this dude. This dude, this he don't dude, give man. a shit, bro. You fucking love Jericho, bro. I don't give a fuck about this company. He just does it for the fuck of it. Seriously, bro. Man's doing it for the culture. Bro, really is. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, dude, it was it was so funny, dude. It, it was it was fucking so Jericho, fucking funny. Um, Bianca Belair has a face to face with Carmella. Um, Carmella was saying that the reason everybody hates her is because she's the total package of a woman's wrestler, dude. Um. Okay. You're, not. You're um, pretty much the opposite of total package. Yeah. Uh so yeah, she 
just talked about how she was going to beat Bianca. Goes to walk away from her. Bianca turns her back. Carmella goes to kick her. Bianca catches the kick and, uh, you know, hits Carmella as she rolls out of the ring. And that was, that was the, uh, that was that. Bro, I don't know what they played between um, Bianca coming out and the segment starting. Second Bianca come out, I'm like, all right, this is a good segment. I got to go take a shit. Bro, I come back from my shit. It had been like five minutes. And she's just starting to talk. She just got the mic in her hands. I still hear her goddamn theme song. I'm thinking, bro, why do they do this, bro? Fuck yeah, I never understood why they go to commercial and and do stuff like that. Just like, bro, I know they did some. I know for a fact they did some fucking replay or some shit during that shit. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, man. Um. After that was when John Cena came out and did his promo. Vince mm-hmm. came out um, in this too. Do you remember mm-hmm. anything about that? No, all he, all he did was just introduce uh, Cena and just dip. Okay. Uh, that's all. He was just doing one of his uh, introducing John Cena and just dipped when Cena came out, man. Ridiculous, man. Yeah, I'm Utterly telling ridiculous. you. Um, yes, yeah, so Cena comes out. Thanks the WWE universe. This was um very almost emotional, very heartfelt, uh very cool. Uh John Cena said, you know, I never get the chance to thank you guys a lot because I was always waiting for the right moment and he was talking about how today feels like the right moment and he thanked everybody. He thanked everybody for telling him when he sucked. He thanked mm-hmm. everybody for telling him when he didn't suck. Uh, he just thanked everybody for teaching him uh, humility, and he teached everybody for uh, he thanked everybody for teaching him perseverance. And uh, it was just awesome, man. It was just awesome. John Cena truly is, in every sense of the word, the embodiment of uh, a goat. The truly goat. is, bro. He, he the embodiment of the fucking goat. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> But Burley is just the goat all around, man. From he attitude is. to what he's done to what he does, he's he's just he is the goat, bro. He, he the hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, Cena. And Cena's the goat, man. Yeah, uh, and I love when he was talking about um, keep cheering, keep booing, keep yes. giving the feedback, bro. Because you know Cena, he's all for that, man. I love that. Just like yeah. <laughs> Cody really, Cody deadass trying to be John Cena out here. That man tries so hard to be Cena, it's funny. He was, what the, he he was just, he was just doing an interview a couple days ago where he said that the wrestlers need to just take the feedback instead of getting mad at the fans. Like, dude, you left the company because you were getting booed, bruh. Literally. (laughs) What? Like, he tries so hard to be Cena. But he's just not, he's just not Cena, bruh. And it's just funny because he tries so hard. He's like, he, he's a little fucking Cena mark and it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Cody's so funny, bruh. He's so unintentionally funny. Oh, he's hilarious. 
is the embodiment of dude work. <laughs> oh, you can only hear that shit out of Cody's mouth, man. Bro, I'm telling you, like, we were talking about with, like, you know, how dynamite is and, you know, how the um, Jericho appreciation society is. They're funny because they, their characters genuinely believe in what they say. Yeah, yeah. But Cody's funny because he genuinely believes the stupid shit he says. It's not a character. But Cody, it's just what he believes in his own head. And it's just hilarious, bro. He really is those characters 100% real. That is just Cody. And I <laughs> fucking love it. I fucking love Cody for all that shit. There, oh, mm. Co- yes, Cody. The, the Cody memes are the Cody memes are goaded. Um, they really are. But the amount... Uh, the Cody jokes as well. The Cody jokes are just truly goaded. But he... Um, Oh, wow. Larry says, who else heard Corey Graves say that WWE has the only tag titles that matter? Yeah, tell that to fucking FTR and the Young Bucks. Exactly. How about you have a tag team division that matters? Exactly. How about that? Dude, get the fuck out of here, bro. Those titles don't mean a fucking thing. Dude, they mean nothing. Those titles mean no more than the dirt off the fucking ground. That's literally... The reason why FTR wanted to leave. Because they meant nothing. The division meant nothing. Come on, man. And it never will. No. And they will most likely, when it's all said and done, they will most likely had have wasted the Usos' uh, prime oh, years. Yep. And right in that company, just doing nothing. Facing the same people 24-7. Because that's all they have. Yeah. Um, yes, but John Cena did also say, you know, even when he's not here, continue to boo for what you think sucks and continue to cheer for what you believe in. And he just talked about how doing all of the make-a-wishes taught him empathy and caring. And it was just... Cena's the greatest to ever do it. He he really fucking is. Um... Cena's, Cena's, Cena's Cena, man, and, um, he, he's, I, I said this on our very first show, man, but, um, Notorious Hills Podcast, episode number one, but goddamn, that, that, that man just, that man taught me so much about oh, this yeah. life through my childhood, and he's done so much for not only me, but, um, Lots and lots of people, a whole generation, bro. Seriously, a whole generation of kids, and you know, he he, he taught us so much about um, not not about life, but about the the attitude to get through exactly. life, man. And it's just, you know, just a remarkable, we're a fucking remarkable person, man. Seen as seen as just the goat, bro. That's he what is, it bro. is, man. He, he genuinely is. Goat. Truly, bro. Truly, um, and. He deserved all he, he ever got, bro. Truly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love uh, John Cena Appreciation Night. Uh, love that. I wish, I, I fucking wish the guy could be here every week because <laughs> how is it that a 43-year-old John <laughs> Cena is the only fucking person on this roster at the moment that... Like, the only other guy that makes you feel anything in this company 
the only time he made you feel shit for me is when he was in AEW. Like, exactly, bro. Like, even with Cody, like, I lo- fucking love Cody. Cody is fucking, not only is he hilarious, but I I, I love Cody, man. He's, Cody's just, Cody's Cody. He's great. Exactly. <laughs> Cody's just fucking Cody, man. But, Cody's fantastic, man. But, how is it that John Cena is the only fucking guy on this roster, to this day, to make you feel anything? Anything, bro. Like, come on. Like, like my God. Have- I kept, I kept seeing this shit all around Twitter, and I felt the same way. But it's like, as soon as this promo was done, all of us were like, "Damn!" Like we we were getting emotional. Like exactly, he's the only fucking guy to make you feel anything on this damn show. To this day, he's not even here every week. The second that segment ended, I was like, "Oh, yep, that's the point of raw, (laughs) done, finished." But like, he's the only one. It's sad, bro. It's sad. Jeez, man. So, yeah. Cena. Yeah. What's up? Looking, uh, Larry uh, commented that Chris Jericho said in his uh, little video, he said that Cena's the catalyst of sports entertainers. God damn. The hell. I love that guy. Fucking but, Jericho, man. Like, how is Cena the only one? be able to fucking get anybody to care. That's sad, bruh. That's sad. Yeah, it's... I mean, my God. Um, Seriously, man. To this day, to this very day, the only guy to make you feel anything on a promo. Oh, literally, bruh. It, it, like, come on. Yeah, man. Uh, it just just goes to show you the state and the culture of this company. Bobby Lashley defeats, um... <laughs> I just see this fucking picture of Cody sitting in the, sitting in the uh, rehab facility <laughs> with his red <laughs> shirt on, just looking up, smiling. His, <laughs> his happy ass, fucking happy to be there, smile, bruh. Um, Cody. But <laughs> Bobby Lashley, um, oh... By the way, man, if, God damn it, I wish Cody hadn't gotten hurt. Dude, SummerSlam, Cody, Cody Rhodes, bro. John Cena, dude. dude. That shit would have been heat, bro. Hear him fucking flame. Fucking, no, that's Corey. Fucking Cody. Oh, bro, I would have loved it. Amazon John Cena versus Wish John Cena. Literally, bro. Come on, bro. Cody no, fucking but... Cracking at his hair and shit. Oh, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Dude. Oh, man. I, duh, I'm, we better not ever get robbed out of that match. Like, dude, we got Cody in WWE for three years. Next year, dude. SummerSlam, I'm counting on it. Dude, it's ha- gotta be. You know Cena. what? Have Cena... Have Cena beat Cody to get number 17. Do it, bro. I'd respect it. Have yes, do that, please, and, and and then if Cody ever does decide to leave, he will have that notch on his belt because they can never erase him from history because they will always have to say, always have to mention how John Cena is a seventeen-time world champ and he won the most. Who did he beat? Cody fucking Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Cody yeah. Rhodes. Corey. Corey. 
Corey what are they going to rename? <laughs> Corey, Corey Road. Corey Raxton. <laughs> Corey Street. The hell, bro? But yeah, man, we we better not get robbed of that match. They got the he got they got this man for three years. We got to see that at some point, bro. Mm, absolutely. Because good lord, is that a dream match? Just because I want to see those fucking promos. Honestly. I will pay so much money to get those promos. <sighs> For real. So, uh, Bobby Lashley defeats the Alpha Academy, and um, Austin Theory was there as the special enforcer. Uh, and Bobby Lashley still won, so that's that. Becky Lynch won this six-pack elimination match. Yeah. Thing. Fucking. The last chance. Last chance. Dude. Who would have guessed it? She would have still made it in. Good lord. Yeah, seriously. And, yeah, man, that was, um, that was that, uh, that was, uh, that was that match. And then, uh, the last thing we had to go over for Monday Night Raw, this is kind of scaring me mm. for this man's sake. We have an open spot at this Money in the Bank ladder match. <laughs> I'm scared for one of two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I think this could be Brock Lesnar. And Dude. I can see... Brock Lesnar coming out literally in the exact same fashion he did Mustafa Ali. But mm -hmm. since Brock doesn't really like Riddle, I could see Riddle being put in that position to look like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And I can genuinely see Brock Lesnar coming out and wasting the Money in the Bank contract. Um, I see it. Again. Or... I can see WWE wanting to have Cody Rhodes coast through this match because mm -hmm. he can't do too much because he's recovering from his torn peck. But I could see them have putting him in here, having him do little to no work, and then just getting the briefcase at the end. And I could totally I see could them see doing something. Lot. I could see both of those situations being very, very likely, very likely to happen. Um, Especially with as, that Cody one, you'll know they take him out in the match, stretcher him out. He'll make his way back and climb the ladder when everyone's knocked out. <sighs> Kill me. In many aspects, though, I feel like that would piss a lot of people off, and I mm -hmm. think you would already be doing yourself a disservice and starting people turning on Cody Rhodes because uh, you know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Cody always, when he first jumps into these companies, he has this honeymoon phase. Uh, we've seen it with AEW and I mean he's been doing good work here. Definitely mm -hmm. not the best work of his career um, no. but What's he's doing good work. Good work. You know, mm -hmm. Mr. AEW, at the end of the day, Mr. AEW is running shit in WWE more than uh, Mr. WWE, that is Roman fucking Reigns. Exactly. So what does that tell you about the culture? Um, so, Cody, I could, I could easily see that doing, I could easily see that happening, I could see, and I, if it's not then... I want you guys to know, as soon as he win those world titles, a couple months after, people are going to start turning on him. 
Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, because I know some people will turn on him if he wins that money in the bank. Because a lot of people are on Seth. But, Mm -hmm. dude, stale championship runs in this company is, like, one of the biggest causes for the fans to turn. Mm -hmm. And that's what it will be. After that long 2018 run by AJ Styles, a lot of people didn't really... They didn't turn on him, but they just didn't... They wanted a break from seeing him on top. Exactly. They wanted a big break from him in the main event. And, well, they got it, man. But the same thing's going to happen with Cody, man. He's not going to like it. WWE's problem is... WWE's problem is reintroducing somebody to the main to the to the top again because once they see the fans turn on you, they um they do one of two things: they push you to the fucking moon and never take you from that top spot, or once they do take you from the top spot to give you the break from the top spot so you don't grow stale. You never make your way back, man. They do one of two things. So. It, it's concerning, man. It's concerning for Cody. He, he better hope all this shit just works out, man. Because if he doesn't, he's going to end up the same way. People are going to be booing him. He's not going to be happy. He's going to go jump back over to the other ship. And it's just going to be the cycle of Cody. Always jumping ship because he's angry. I'm back. I'm back. God damn it, I'm back. Just oh God, this, this fucking guy home. again. This has always been my home. Hey, you know AEW title home. is my life goal. It's my father, it's what my father would want me to win. Just oh God, and every time he just jumps from company, he just makes up more and more shit. Uh, but he he better hope that the fans don't turn on him as fast as they probably are going to. Yeah, um, and yeah, he's in here, and they're asking him the possibility of Seth Rollins win Money in the Bank. He starts to get a little pissed off, and he walks out of the interview. And that's kind of what is scaring me, mm-hmm. because I think, I it's, think gonna it's gonna be, be Cody. I think it's gonna be one of two people, and if Brock <sighs> wins the Money in the Bank again, dude. You, we talk about this all the time with Roman and Brock, but you are just absolutely beating the fucking dead horse, man. Dude, it's been dead for like, dude, that shit's a skeleton now, and they oh, still dude. beating the hell out of it, bro. Oh, Good lord. Tell me about it, bro. Oh, <sighs> just stop, bro. Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It is, it, it's, it's just ridiculous bro is genuinely ridiculous man uh so those are my two theories for money in the bank and i i think that one pretty of likely is very likely unfortunately yeah sadly but uh yeah man that's that's everything we got man that's everything yeah. we got so that was the week of wrestling a bit shorter uh, this week, obviously, not really much AEW to talk about. Um, no. That if you do want to hear us uh, talk about a little bit of AEW, man, we got the Forbidden Door review from uh, yesterday, man. So that is up on the channel now. Uh, should be up on all platforms soon. Um, so, yeah, man, if you guys want to uh, watch that, you guys can go ahead and uh, watch that because it is live on the channel 
right now, man. So with that, um, yeah, man, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This has been episode 97 of right. Unscripted, three weeks to 100. And uh, yeah, man, again, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for Unscripted 97, man. That is going to do it for another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Thank you for everybody who came out uh, tonight to hang out and talk some wrestling with us, man. And yeah, man, that is going to be it for this episode. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace.